0: hi everyone welcome to raise to rise podcast a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy to follow practices to live a better life raise to rise podcast is supported by ayurvedic seva ayurvedic seva is an herbal dietary supplement line set out to change the industry by dedicating the company to quality safety and holistic approach on making the wellness journey safe healthy and natural. If you want to start adding some natural herbs in your life, then head over to ayurvedicseva.com and use our promo code RACETORISE for 30% discount. Once again, it's ayurvedicseva.com and use our promo code RACETORISE for 30% discount. I am your host, Mittal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Hey, 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 welcome to Race to Rise podcast. Thank you everyone for being with us. Today, we have a guest, a fellow coach who is joining us from Canada. Her name is Leanne. She's a mentor, a guide, a teacher, and a coach herself. Through her years of teaching children and teenagers, she realized that it's so important from a young age to encourage children to tap into their potential and not the parents' potential by encouraging them to have a voice. In her experience, especially at the high school level, children are choosing careers that are based on other people's expectations and not their own. More and more today, children are afraid of failure because of the helicopter parenting who have the best intentions, but need to see the true value in failure. And she realized throughout her journey that it's okay for our kids to fail and failure are important for our kids. And so she believes that when children are not parented to, to think, years later, they realize that they never liked the career choices they've made and the life path that they have chosen. So because since they have ne- never made the decisions in their first place. So that's why her new path is the coaching. So let's welcome Leanne with us and let's hear her wisdom. Let's dig in with some parenting and let's see where, we're, where our conversation takes Leanne. So- Happy to have you here. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Mattel. I'm thrilled to be here and uh, be a part of this podcast.
0: Thank you. So looks like you're really passionate about guiding people to choose, you know, what they really want to do in their life in terms of the lifestyle choices and the career choices they make. So again, she is, Leanne is a lifestyle and a career coach. So tell us a little more about, I want to go back to your beliefs and you know the practices and the experience that you had tell us a little bit more about the helicopter parenting i have read about it but i would love to hear your views
1: well my experience you know i spent a lot of time in education um, mm. and so you you know obviously everyone's children goes to school and so i I've, I've been on both sides as yeah. a teacher and as a parent And so um, it's interesting when you're on the teacher side, Mm -hmm. um, you know, having the children in front of you and hearing, you know, their loves, their passions, their desires, what they tell you on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. um, you know, their hobbies, things like that. And, you know, it's really, really exciting to have that experience with the children. Um, Mm. Sometimes what happens you know, if it's like a parent-teacher interview or something like that, mm-hmm. um, parents will sometimes be like, oh, well, you know, my child's never going to do that, or I don't want them to do that. And mm-hmm. so there's this sort of helicoptering, and it can start from a very young age where, yeah. you know, children are being discouraged. It could be anything, being discouraged to like art, mm. um, discouraged mm-hmm. you know oh you're not going to play soccer I want you to play hockey or yeah
0: um, yes,
1: you know yes. that sort of thing and so those are the little things that I hear sometimes where um as an educator I might mm-hmm. have said oh my gosh they're so talented I think mean, they drew this beautiful picture mm-hmm. and, and it's sort of like a discouraging comment where it's like oh no 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 you know we don't we'll have none of that or you yeah. know and so it it starts, it starts very young. Mm. Um, and then, you know, by the time they get into high school where I had seen them, sometimes, you know, then that passion is kind of gone because just they, out. you know, no, 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 you're going to be an engineer, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be this. And it's mm. they're, it like, they're, they're so programmed and, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. If that's what you, what you want to do. But now that I'm a career coach, and I have clients, I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many people will come to me and be like, you know what, I discovered a year into my job, I can't stand it. I don't even know why I took that. At school. Right?
0: Like, yeah, yeah.
1: And it, it comes back to that pressure, because children always want to please their parents.
0: For sure. Parents. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, it, it, it's sort of a difficult situation so when the parents are kind of helicoptering their every move their every decision and not sort of you know instead maybe guide the decision or Mm. you know come from another place of of love Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and
1: obviously every parent loves their child and it's always coming from a good place
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: but when it becomes overpowering or the parent is kind of like making the decision constantly, especially as the child gets older,
0: Mm. then their
1: voice becomes very limited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear the point that you're, you're making. It's like, it's It's, like, we're like, the parents are making the decisions for kids every step of their life and it's a uh, we're not giving them the space to choose to make a choice to make the decision for themselves and that is like really the problem it's like a root cause of the career choices that's hence we don't like what we're doing and and that you know when you said like you know I want them to be a, a doctor because for me I had a pressure personally I had that my daughter's going to go into the science field. Now I wanted to be a teacher. And so that was my first thing. I wanted to be a teacher. And my dad's like, Oh, we don't go to the teachers route. That's, that's not for us. We only go to the science field. We either be a pharmacist or we become a doctor and you know, anything that's related to science. That's what we do. We don't go and teach. Kids. And I was like, but but that's what I like I, and I, because I loved speaking. I love teaching. And I used to do these uh, stage shows uh, and, you know, uh, be the speaker. But that was the thing that used to come from, from my uh, dad. Like, no, this is... And matter of fact, when I wanted to come to U.S. to do my undergraduates, my dad chose my, my major. And he said, you're going for biotechnology. Now, I was, I was 17. And I said, okay. My dad said, I'm going for biotechnology. When I came here, when I started my schooling, within that first three months, I realized that's not what I really like to do. I, am, I, I don't want to do biotechnology. This is tough. I just don't even understand what this is. So then I pivoted. But, you know, it, the point is that it's when the parents makes the choices for kids, it gets difficult for us to even, you know, yes. live through that, that choices that they make. So I appreciate that you're bringing that point of, you know, Tell us a little bit more about why, why do you think parents make these, these choices and decisions for kids?
1: The parent who says, you know, to maybe a two year old, you're going to eat your vegetables. You're going to eat them. And then they mm-hmm. don't, right? Or they throw them or they, you know, and maybe, so right away you're taking away that choice. Maybe there's a mm-hmm. better way, like, you know, would you like to eat broccoli or carrots?
0: Mm-hmm. So then they're making the choices yes yeah so it's yes. one
1: or the other so as a parent you might know they're not going to pick the broccoli because you already know they don't like it but mm-hmm. you're going to give them a, another choice um, and so for me I think it starts early I think it starts early in the parenting where you are empowering them to make a good decision for themselves so as yes. a parent you're setting it up you are setting it up, but it's in a positive way, because like I said before, every parent's intentions are in the right place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, life gets in our way. None of us are For perfect. Sure. No. Um, where you're just, you're going to sit down and eat your vegetables. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes child, then you've kind of backed them up into a wall and then all of a sudden that's where that conflict starts. Right. Yes. And so I've had great success, even when my kids were young, where mm-hmm. I would give them a choice. And I was mm-hmm. amazed at how that really snuffed out the conflict really quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I, I love that. Uh-huh. You, you give them a choice yeah. instead of making the decision for your kids. And this way, we're empowering them to make their decisions in later in their life uh, and, you know, in the future uh, ahead. I like that. I like that point. They, I was just going to say,
1: when, even when I started doing this, when they were really young, my mm-hmm. children, I found too, I, I was giving them a, a voice. And so that voice, mm-hmm. as they get older, mm-hmm. and they're learning how to speak for themselves, they're learning how to express themselves. And so, you know, you're kind of laying that foundation when they're young.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: as they get older, then mm-hmm. they're able to, to speak.
0: I love that you said that you, you, you gave them the voice. Can you, can you take us a little on that journey? How, how do you do that as a parent? I mean, I would love to do that for my kids too. I
1: just think like, again, I think it starts when they're young. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of times, you know, when you go up to little kids and their parents are standing right there beside them and you say to the child, how are you today? And then the parent will say, they're good. They're good.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: I've been guilty of it. I mean, we've all done that spoken mm-hmm. for our kids. They're good.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: It's, it's that giving them the liberty, even just to say, I'm good or nod their head, whatever it might be, that's Absolutely. giving them their voice. Oh, and so I think it's very, very important to, to be aware of it. And it really comes from the awareness of um, mm. the parents, allowing yes. them to have their, And even though it doesn't seem like a lot, it is a lot, because as they get older, it just transfers into communication
0: skills. Right. Because this is a foundation. This is where it all begins. I love that point that you made. Um, So, you know, as a teacher, you probably have seen a lot of these things then. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. While we were, you know, while we were having this conversation about how the parents are making decisions something came in my mind that I think it's sometimes I feel like parents make the decision because they don't want to see their kids, you know, failing at something. And so they think that this is, you know, route or, you know, route a is the best choice for my kid because this will prevent him from or him or her from failing. So what are your views? How should, um, because I know you, you really believe in that it's okay for our kids to feel, you know, uh, fail. And um, so how should a parent respond when they see their kids, you know, failing? Any tips that you can share with us? I
1: mean, I think failure is in disguise for growth. Mm. Um, I think some problem today is, again, with the helicopter parent. Mm our child comes home with a, a failing grade and all of a sudden the parent takes it personally Oh, yes. and instead of you know instead of maybe saying you know so did you study did you know did you prepare what happened there and not personalizing it mm. um, I think that's one example where because we are emotionally attached to our children mm-hmm. it seems kind of ironic that sometimes we need to step back yeah again let them figure it out instead of, you know, I'm getting test or whatever. But, you know, the worst case scenario is you failed the test. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. So what, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, if it stays a failure mark, I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen is it, when you get older, you might have to take the course again, but you're going to learn from it. And to me, those are logical consequences. Oh, and know. then again, as you get through, look, you know, how many times, like, <laughs> you've been late for a meeting, you get stuck in the snow, like here in Toronto anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I just call them logical consequences where Mm -hmm. you, we learn, you know, Mm -hmm. as we're going through different things. Um, And so I just think it's really important that the word failure, I really think we should just cross it out and and Mm -hmm. look at it as growth for our kids. I think it's very, very important for them think to feel to know the disappointment I mean God forbid our kids feel disappointment I mean again such wonderful growing opportunities for them
0: yes yes to feel
1: disappointment
0: I really I agree with um how you make the point that failure you know failures are nothing but a growth Uh, one of the things that I learned from from my mentor um was one of this that you know failures are nothing but a feedback it really gives us that you know hey this is when i do you know when i do a b and c the result are x y and z how can i get you know a b c or you know different result what do i need to do so we can just go backward and reverse engineer what needs to be done next time in the future so i love that point that it's it's just it failures are nothing but an opportunity you know to grow and we can really need to understand that and let the kids face the consequences unless there's a you know danger involved then you you get involved uh-huh. other than that let the kid deal with you know and go through the phase Absolutely. so I really I really like that point um that yeah, and, we need and to-
1: obviously it's it's age dependent too mm-hmm. yes <laughs> if we're talking sure. about a one-year-old versus a 10-year-old I mean for it, sure it, it, it depends, but I think the big thing is teaching accountability,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: responsibility, right? And so if the 10, 12 year old, 14 year old saying, yeah, I didn't study for that. Well, what happened? Mm-hmm. I didn't get a good mark. What are you going to do next time?
0: Yeah. So it's like, it's like be, be the guide, um, at that yeah. point, take, like, you know, just detach yourself from that, like taking it personally and just be there and be their guide and yeah. supporter and not just, you know, like, don't be on their nerves or on their head at that point And don't shame yes. them for what, exactly. what just happened, because exactly. that's what ends up when, when we, when we take it personally, it's like, why didn't you, you know, why didn't you do this? Or, you know, then we make Well, for those of you who are listening to us, Lian made the points about, you know, not taking it seriously. Um, She also, she also mentioned about us parents need to understand that failures are nothing but a growth. And also, you know, let the, let the kids face the consequences unless the danger is involved. And it's also, again, the age appropriate um, and bring the accountability. So I love those tips, Lian. Thank you so much. Now, you know, from this failure and because now you also mentioned about the accountability, you mentioned about how we need to let our kids face, go through the, the consequences. So this, this actually brings to your values how you're saying that we need to teach our kids how to think. And so in that respect, could you share some tips on how us parents can you know, start this at an early age? How can we teach our kids how to think? if you can share some insights on that
1: teaching them how to think I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier just allowing them to have a voice and and letting them speak so even a person you know that you know coming up to your child and saying how are you hi when they you know they come over to your home or whatever and maybe not stepping in Mm. so quick and you know Mm. children are very honest I do. I think sometimes as adults, we're, we're afraid, what is it? What, what if they say something really embarrassing? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know, oh, yes. Uh, and I've been there and I've been like, Oh, my gosh, like, but, you know, they're children. And, you know, sometimes they say honest things. And we have to, you know, if a child says something, we have to let the other person respond accordingly. And, you know, again, it's logical consequences. Yeah. So yeah. It's just allowing them to have their voice um, and encouraging them to speak or even at school. Let's say they come home and one day they're like, you know, I don't think my teacher is being very fair or whatever. You know, instead of maybe getting on the phone right away and calling the teacher, you, you're encouraging your child, you know, w- maybe ask your teacher questions when you go to school the next day mm. and encouraging that conversation, yeah. just like we would have as adults with one another
0: have them so, deal with yeah. the events right yeah like, so have, i mean mm-hmm. again it's
1: age, dependent. Mm-hmm. it's age dependent depending on the age but um yeah, yeah. it's just allowing them to speak and giving them the confidence
0: mm-hmm.
1: um get to, to be heard which is really important
0: mm-hmm. you know while you were saying about the when you mentioned again the logical consequences something hit me like so basically it's all about us being present in the moment and just, just let, you know, just be aware of the awareness, be aware of what's going on. It's, it's not a rocket science. It's just about like taking moment, taking everything moment to moment. That kind of just, absolutely right. It just makes so much sense for us parents to be just, be present with our kids and be their, be their support system and not the, you know, not the taskmaster or, or the owner of them or, you know, their choices or, or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And this is not easy stuff. Like no. I remember when my When my eldest son was really young, he hit two, the age of two, three, Mm -hmm. and he got into the temper tantrum stage. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in Costco, and Mm -hmm. he, after twenty minutes, that was it. He he, he's a very athletic kid, and now I know why. It's just because (laughs) he loved. Uh, But I remember he would start screaming and yelling, Mm -hmm. whatever, and I'd be standing in the store, horrified, thinking, "Oh my gosh, what Mm -hmm. am I going to do?" Because we personalize it, right? We sure do. It really comes back to us and being present, like you said, Mm -hmm. and looking at the situation, like, you know, I have choices too. Yes. (laughs) You know, number one, I can tell tell my child, you know, um, I'd like you to quiet down or whatever. And then if that doesn't work... And I guess we're going to Plan B, and it might even mean having to pick the child up and leave the store. Maybe oh my gosh! That's you all doing that
0: day? That is you know? that is so, so true. That we have the choices. You either try to quiet accident. them down, and if, you know you, and if that doesn't work, then you just say, "Oh, I see it that you're not so happy right now. Do you want me to just pick you up?" And okay, great, we're just going back home. Seems like I can't take the screaming. My ears are hurting. So let's just go home. <laughs> oh that, I mean, that's all because like how you mentioned choices, right? I mean, this is that choice that I we can make, take them up, you know, pick them up and then leave or we roll our eyes or, you know, we look at, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. And then, you know, it actually raises our blood pressure even more when people look mm-hmm. at you. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, they're looking at me. They must be feeling, they must be thinking that I'm such a bad parent. Like, I don't even know how to control my kid or they don't even know how to calm my kid. And then we take all these things as so negative, like, oh, they, you know, and then we, we shame ourselves at, at that time also. And so then it, it makes it even worse. So the better choice is just take your kid and leave. And then, you know, just, hey, okay, yeah. fine. We'll just go some other day.
1: Just to tap on to that, I noticed the other day with your new president's inauguration mm. that his kids or son daughter, I'm not sure. I watched mm-hmm. them right before the inauguration. So someone mm-hmm. was holding a little baby, mm. and they obviously had to leave. Whether it was for a diaper change or, right. or whatever, but here you are in the middle of an, an uh, inauguration where hey,
0: you know what? It's kids. <laughs> it's exactly. It just happens. You know, you, they, you can't. That there are situations, and, and I really, that, that brings to that point that I always tell myself that I can only control what's in my, you know, what's in my, around my entity, not, not something that's outside of me, like not my kids, not the weather. If I can't, I can't control that. And if they are, exactly. if they have an accident, uh, you know, if they need me, they need me, period. If there is, you know, there exactly. is nothing. But again, like you, you mentioned this point earlier that it's not easy. It takes a lot yeah. of work, it takes a lot of self work, it takes a lot of lifestyle changes. That's where, you know, the coaches like you come in who can guide us to, you know, make the right choices in our careers. And again, you make the right um, choices in, in the lifestyle. And hopefully that just, you know, helps us deal with these difficult challenges that we go through.
1: Absolutely. And you know, when our children are born, there's there's not a manual that you can just press play and say here we go (laughs) like when I look I have three children so when I look at how I parented my first child and then when I got to my third so different (laughs) you know the things that I took so seriously with my first child
0: Mm.
1: I kind of was like probably let a lot of stuff go by the time I reached my third just because Mm. I had Really, really young children,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and you're learning. Like, yeah,
0: we're all learning. We're all learning. That's that's funny that you mentioned. Um, with my older one, there mm-hmm. were there were like you know n- not so many difficulties in terms of parenting, and except the health. And so I thought, oh, this is very easy. <laughs> and then with my second one, who's born like they have a seven year difference, and so my second one, he's toddler, he's three year old right now, and it. They're so opposite of each other. I never knew what the tantrums are until my second one, until when he was a year and a half, when he like literally had the meltdown in library. And I was like, oh, so this is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, of course I was, I was more prepared by my second child because I was already, you know, into the self-help and I was like learning and I was keen to learn how to parent, uh, you know, my kids consciously and stuff. But I didn't have this same challenges with my older one. Right. And And I did
1: the opposite. My first first was like an eye, like a rude awakening. It was like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And then my second was the opposite. It was like, wow, you sleep all the time. Right. (laughs) It was a different experience.
0: Super different. And initially, I mean, (laughs) I thought like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh. This is easy. Like, you know, the parenting is easy. But then when I had my second child in 2017, I learned, ooh, this can also come with this kind of package too. Never yeah. mind. Let's let's learn how to deal with these things before I even get to that stage. Because he wouldn't sleep at night. And you know, he was just so opposite of it. So I was like, oh, seems like this is coming, you know, ahead in my life. So I better buckle up right now. But it's yeah. hard. It's so difficult. Yeah. When when we're in that heat at the moment. It's just absolutely it's hard also to remind ourselves them, Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That you know can be difficult. When I had my actually with all three of my children, I felt like after I had my kids, mm-hmm. I was like, like naturally high after mm-hmm. I had them. And then mm-hmm. I hit that six week mark afterwards where I would just crash.
0: Drop it. Mm-hmm. Um
1: and so, I mean, you know, there's so much going on between for you know, sure
0: recovery
1: from having a baby, mm-hmm. and then of course being sleep deprived. Sometimes yes,
0: no, absolutely. It's, it's so
1: important to to take care of yourself. So
0: important. I I I highly I really really um you know hundred percent agree with that point. It's funny because with my first one, I didn't think how important it is to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. and during my second one, I felt it like oh it's important i need to take care of myself and but a- a- anyways like i really want to um you know i wanted to it, it's good that we have like the opposite uh, you know experiences and at the same time it's like it just ties up like to that point that our kids don't come with the instructional manual or blueprint if this is all like you know and i also believe that our children you know teach us what we really need to learn and so I think I really needed to learn how to be patient. <laughs> and I needed to learn, you know, I needed to learn that how to handle the, the conflicts and how to, you know, manage the heat of the moment. So it, it's still in the process. And again, like, know, I, I also wanted to bring up this, that we don't say these things to shame other parents who are going through these things, but we're, we're sharing these things so that, you know, if you are one of those, then reach out or you know that we're, we're here to help and again there's so many so many outlets nowadays to to get help with our kids or with our you know new mom or during your pregnancy anything like it's all about asking for that help and learning learning these tools and strategies to be a better version of yourself plus also you know there are so many ways to to parent our kids nowadays, there are so many. Uh, uh, what is it like you mentioned about helicopter parenting? But then there are so many other traditional way of parenting. But then you know you can go, you can make that choice right now. Like, do I really want to you know uh, parent my kids in a, in a way where it's gonna hurt them in the future, or do I should I shift it to the conscious parenting, or should I shift it to you know the connection or learn more logically? And teach right. my kids what's what's right, how, you know, how it can help them in the future run. So I really appreciate, you know, this conversation because we can just go on and on for it. Oh. But before, you know, I, I really wanted to um, also ask you about your current projects and you know, how how can someone come and work with you? Cause you really like are there so that if you you know, if someone is who's not feeling up to that level, up to the mark in their career, and you, you know, they can come to you. So can you share away your projects with us where we can reach out to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of my clients that I have, they come to me, whether they've just had children, and they're, mm. you know, Contemplating going back to work, or just realizing, like having children, I find is very humbling. It's almost mm-hmm. like a dignity for women mm-hmm. sometimes, because all of a sudden we're like, "Oh, I don't even want to go back to the job I was doing, oh, or what yes. I was thinking of doing." <laughs> so I get a lot of people uh, who come to me, and they're just like, "You know what? I I don't know what I want to do," um, and it's not even necessarily about career. It could just be just a feeling of being stuck
0: mm-hmm. and
1: trying to figure, find that vision again yes. and uh, looking at what you like and, mm-hmm. and then moving that forward with a plan. So I help a lot of people that way. I do help mm-hmm. people who have very successful careers, who all of a sudden just want to have an accountability coach like mm-hmm. myself that keeps mm-hmm. them on track with their many goals. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. there's, there's also that side of things. So really Mm -hmm. the whole lifestyle career Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. an assortment of people uh, that I help out. So it's very exciting that way. So I'm doing one-on-one coaching right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. and very shortly I'll be introducing group coaching as well for people who would rather have that outlet as well and be able to share Within a group format yes, as well, yes. so I'm very excited about that. I haven't launched that yet, but mm-hmm. right now I'm doing one-on-one, mm-hmm. and a lot of people prefer that. But the group co- coaching is very helpful too.
0: Yes, so thank thank you, Leanne, for sharing that. So for those of you, you know, who are thinking that you know they're stuck, or you know, who feel that they're stuck in their life or the career or 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 anything, and you're looking for an accountability coach, a lifestyle coach, uh, reach out to Leanne. We're gonna share. Uh, we're gonna share all her details in our show notes. So we'll have her website, her all social media handles. You can just, you know, can they DM you, Leanne? We'll share her emails as well, and so you sure. can just reach out. Can they? Absolutely. Can they also DM you and email you? Great. So if, you
1: guys, if they go on Instagram, they mm-hmm. can. If you go on my website, uh, you can. Uh, I believe there's an information. Yes. fill out a contact form or even book a free discovery session amazing
0: amazing thank you thank you so much Leanne for sharing you know sharing your gifts with us and sharing your insights with us it was amazing to learn you know the practical examples of what you have seen as a teacher what you have seen as a parent and you know sharing that with us your experience amazing beautiful to have you thank you for the incredible insights that you also shared you know the tips and everything so thank you for being with us today
1: thank you for having me it's been fun talking back and forth and just sharing experiences that we all go through it's like when
0: when you put the two you know passionate parents in one space we can just keep on going oh yeah
1: and you know i just wanted to add you know being a parent is very very humbling Um, and the range of emotions that we all feel it's, it's all normal
0: and we just have to stop being so hard
1: on ourselves and breathe and
0: yes we we do what we know we can you know we can do more when we learn more so we this is like a this just like a journey there's no there's no final destination it's just about our journey and we can just enjoy and have fun
1: exactly and this is (laughs) an amazing platform so thank you for doing what you're doing
0: yes absolutely thank you this is you know, most of the time I say I am doing it for myself because I get to learn a lot um, in this whole process because you never know what I needed to hear again for, you know, for myself. So hence, this is all like just a service that sometimes I say that I'm doing it for myself. (laughs) So thank you for coming, Leanne. (laughs) Yes, no, absolutely not alone. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Race to Rise podcast. We would absolutely love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. Please let me know you have listened to this episode and fill me with your aha moment. Share it on Instagram. Tag me with hashtag Race to Rise or at Race to Rise. And I would love to share those to my stories and shout you out there. I would also love if you can subscribe rate and review the podcast it's our brand new podcast launch and we have some bonus giveaways going on for the top raters and reviewers also, I would love to send you my seven-day parenting journal absolutely for free. All you got to do is leave me a review in the iTunes store, take a screenshot, and email it over at podcast at gmail.com. Again, take a screenshot of the review and email me at racerizepodcast at gmail.com, and I will send you the seven-day parenting journal absolutely for free. Thank you so much for being the active listener of this podcast. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for raising your consciousness and rising as joyful beings.